0: Nick from PRI UK this is a, another podcast and it's about sequences um, I think it's sort of uh, the the general idea is about what what happens in in the order of things when people start suffering uh, some sort of poltergeist activity or, or sort of haunting activity um, Andy again is here he's the uh, the expert when it comes to things like this so uh, anyway without further ado I'll hand you over to Andy and the question I suppose is what are sequences or, or tell us about sequences.
1: Right, hi Nick. Uh, well, basically you know I, I would like to point out there is absolutely no expert in paranormal field whatsoever. These the what I'm going to present today is just my personal observations particularly around watching these so-called TV shows that retell the story of a haunting that people report so over the years I've watched these I've you know I've read some stories and books and I've just highlighted what seems to be a typical sequence of events when a haunting first occurs as it gets stronger and then as it finishes so I think the best way to do this if I I've got 25 points here in the sequence (laughs) yeah okay so so bear with me (laughs) Um, can I go to sleep now? No. <laughs> so I think the best way to do it, if I go through five points at a time, right, all right, okay. and then we have a quick discussion about that, oh, yeah. yeah. and oh, then good, move on. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. right.
0: So the first five. Are... Yeah,
1: right. The first, what seems to happen is a person can have a feeling of being watched, feeling that they're not a lot of uh, lawn, there's sometimes an oppressive atmosphere, or they start to experience cold spots in the house. That's a okay. bit like me when I was at work. Yeah. Well, secondly, uh, then they start noticing peripheral noises, objects being moved about out of, out of their own sight. Uh, doors might be heard to be shutting or opening in other parts of the house. Right. Then it seems to move on to if there's any children in the house that make the classic invisible friend. Uh, okay. And they descri- sometimes describe in detail the entity uh, and the name of the entity. Right. Uh, and then some the next part of the sequence that rooms can be trashed in the house- in the home mm-hmm. it could start uh disrupting the objects in the in in the rooms and then the fifth point here is there's usually some form of strong negative emotion within the family unit, so there could be a lot of fear it could be okay. some anger it could be conflict it could be depression it could be bereavement mm-hmm. so when a typical haunting as Described by the stories that we read, the the programs that we watch, I would say these are the first five sequences. Okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, i you know, you, you you've been doing this for years. I, I would also like to add, if you don't mind, um the fact that certainly when it comes to poltergeist activity, that it, it always is low key. but That doesn't seem to be a sort of a big bang. It doesn't suddenly trash a room or anything like that, and one of the first signs um, is either scratching um, when I say scratching not not of the person, uh, they, they hear scratching noises um, assuming that of course it's either vermin, birds in the loft or whatever uh, and the other thing is is knocking sounds uh, and in generally increasing in intensity as well
1: I think the key, key word there is the increase in intensity you know it, it usually starts low key it's almost like it doesn't have the energy to go full on at the very beginning. Right. Um, so it's it's something that seems to build. Whether it's something that enjoys watching first, getting to know the people in the house, finding out their weaknesses, causing the conflict within the house. Um, but it, just, it seems to be weak at mm. first.
0: Mm. So it, it does seem to be some sort of energy um again i have to be careful because the, the the obvious question is well what sort of energy i mean what we understand as being energy um this seems to be something completely um unrecorded in terms of of, of science certainly um mm. it's, it's certainly not just magnetic um any thoughts on that
1: Yes, I mean,
0: (laughs) this is where I pull out the expert manual and say,
1: actually, it's electromagnetism in the the frequency of the airwaves. Oh, okay, uh, interesting. Well, you know, the the thing is, it's like what I've noticed, and and I've listed here, right, it's the next five. Right, okay. So what happens next is is an increase in the amount of objects being moved. Mm -hmm. And what can happen, rather than the objects being moved out of the sight of the people, sometimes the objects start to be moved in front of yeah. in, in their view, you know, so yeah. it's getting bolder. What, whatever yeah. it is, it's getting bolder. Yeah. Then there seems to be a connection between perhaps the name and the death at a property. So the young boy or girl who said, oh, you know, my, my invisible friends called blah, blah, blah. Sometimes in these retelling of the stories, there's, there's a way of connecting the, the invisible friend to the property. Um, then there's this thing about prayer and blessing the house and trying to make peace in the house. So at this point, the family are thinking, something's going on here. Mm. It's not just us hallucinating. There's something going on. And sometimes when that happens, the bless the house, there's a temporary stop in the disturbances. It seems to calm down for a little bit. And then the tenth point here is... What tends to happen is, is that whatever's energy is, or if it's an entity, seems to come back stronger and more angry. <laughs> yeah. So what? Yeah. So, so that's the la- next yeah. five steps I've yeah. picked
0: up. Yeah. I mean, again, just going back to the sort of the, this sort of build-up and this idea that there is some sort of energy or some sort of force at play. Um, the idea that uh, people are being showered, unless you showered, but there may be objects thrown. One that seems to be a common theme is that whatever it is that's thrown and it might be a stone or stones is they appear to be warmer than the surrounding temperature. So that would indicate some sort of force being applied to it or energy force being applied to it. Um, The other thing, and it's just completely gone from my mind. So I'll have to quickly (laughs) (laughs) recount and and think what I was thinking about. But uh, yes, it's, it's the fact that, um, In most cases, where where objects are directed at people um, and or either intentionally or or accidentally, that they're not actually hurt. Um, This is a a common theme that the the things are moving. Without, I, I suppose, the. Um, I'm trying to think how you'd actually describe. I suppose that they're they're being hit but not hurt. It's as if the the items are moving slowly towards them, Mm. Um, although they don't perceive the item moving slowly. Do do you you see what I mean? Absolutely. There's a a time and space element to this.
1: Absolutely. In fact, it's very rare for someone to see an object from its stationary position move. Yes. It's usually seen to be there. As yes. soon as you see mid yeah. and it's a near-miss. It, it just goes above your head. Yeah. Uh, it can be thrown in full force, but it, it, it just near-misses you. Yeah. As if it's accurate enough to yes. um, not hit you directly yeah. where it could do damage, basically.
0: And, and the, Another interesting thing is that where there have been some sort of uh, attempts at capturing recordings of these these occurrences, you know, particularly with a video camera, that uh, they don't get picked up, um, which I suppose for the sceptic, means that they never actually occurred, that there was somebody, you know, pulling the wool, or, you know, Um, so, you know, items are moving regularly, but when there's a camera involved, they don't seem to move, which I suppose opens up, say, all sorts of questions about uh, the validity of the claims, but uh, it just seems to be rather curious that there are a number of uh, these occurrences, but.
1: Well, it seems to be a universal law that as soon as you put a camera on something, it won't bloody do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's it's almost like it can't do it as soon as you are, are interfering with 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 its natural laws of mm. whatever it is. It seems to enable it to do it. Yeah, and um, I have heard of poltergeist cases whereby uh, a, a, a person's witnessed an apparition, and and because he was watching the apparition it couldn't move through the wall it was trying to and it was okay. and, it, and it couldn't it was getting confused why it couldn't go through the wall right uh, so it decided then to move down a corridor and then as soon as it moved out of sight he ran after it mm. and it was gone then Yeah. but it seemed to be something about him watching it yeah interfered with that if its ability to go through yes. something um yeah so you know, it's what is that about? Yeah, well, exactly,
0: yeah, and and I think that the the trouble is that from a scientific point of view, you look at it and you you apply, I suppose, a well a hefty dose of scepticism, um, and say, well, why should that happen? Um, yeah. Which would indicate also that whatever it is that's causing this has some sort of intelligence. I mean, if if it's trying to get through a wall and it can't, and it uh, it then moves down along the corridor, that seems to indicate that it's got some sort of free will and uh, which is quite an interesting point. But yeah. um,
1: Okay, well let's move on. To well the next...
0: documented and and plenty of cases where it's happened. So
1: Yeah, I mean speaking of operations, this is where the next five points get more interesting because after experiencing, you know, these noises, bangs, knocks, um seeing objects move around Usually then, in these retelling of the events, is that a visual apparition will occur uh, for the first time. Okay, Uh, Or it might be a shadow person. Mm. But there's usually some form of visual stimulation Mm. that is seen for the first time within the household. Um, And then the entity, or whatever it is, threatens to either kill or increase in their frequent night visits to the bed bedroom because that's fair, so You're you're most vulnerable when you're in bed and you're sleeping or trying to sleep that's yeah. when you're most vulnerable uh and it's it's more it's like a show of power really mm. you know it's it, whatever it is it's got stronger and and it's notched up a bit mm. you know not only can you hear me but now you can see me yeah. you know yeah. and uh, uh and then you what tends to happen is people start to hear disembodied whispers voices sometimes yeah. a growl i mean growls are very common yes um, being touched, scratched, bitten, slapped, pushed, dragged. There's certainly a physical contact that starts to happen. Yeah.
0: And I think, just just yeah. quickly coming back yeah. to that point about the, 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 the voice, I think that the thing with the, the Enfield poltergeist was that um, once they were able to sort of establish that it could make a noise, um, it was encouraged to speak and it was obviously uttering through one of the girls at the the property. Um, So it was actually making contact in that way. So again, it seemed to up the ante in in the sense that it started making growling noises through the girl. Mm. Um, So again, the big question mark, was she actually projecting her own voice? Um, Experts say not, but you you can never say never. Um, But obviously then developed a voice uh, yeah. So, again, if you go along with that idea that it was actually happening, um, then there doesn't seem to be an indication that there's a, a, a build-up. Uh, I mean, if you
1: try and speak in the voice of the uh, young girl in the Enfield case, it's from the back of the throat. It's very guttural. Yes. And you can do it for, like, maybe, I don't know, a few minutes, but it hurts. It hurts. Mm. She was She was doing that for, like, hours, hours, mm. you know, and you know, you would have destroyed your, your your voice box, basically, you know, I mean, I mean I'll just do a demonstration. Go on, do you really? Go on,
0: Nick! died in the chair, <laughs> yeah. you Nick! Know, you, your voice box?
1: And if you do that for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> yeah, you, you just got to yes. basically become, you know...
0: Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like shouting. Anybody that's really shouted ever so loudly, um, or, or try to sort of deepen their voice or growl um, it's not long before you suddenly realize that uh, one it's making your throat sore and then I suppose the other thing is that you afterwards it does have an effect on on your voice and
1: what was interesting about it was the personality of the voice was distinct from this young 12 year old girl yes you know it was it sounded like an old man um, swearing being rude pedantic uh, you know, and it, it, yeah, it was interesting. It mm. was it was not, yeah. not just a voice change, but a personality change. Yeah. Uh, and the last part of the next, so this would be the fifteenth point, is that um, there's that usually because the, the the entity has increased its um, power and its visible visibility. Uh-huh. Sometimes this just can get captured on a photograph, or you can get you can see unexplained mass in, in images you think, what's that, what's that blob, or what's that blurb, or what's that, you know. So, you know, people sort of think, okay, you know, there's some kind of visible photograph for it. Um, and if move on to the next five points, is the EVPs, the electric, electronic voice phenomenon. Uh, you start to get intelligent, intelligent responses to the questions that are being asked. Uh, you might get manifestations of substances. You know, you get these... You might get what looks like blood, you know sometimes mm-hmm. they've actually mm-hmm. tested the blood in cases and it's and it's it's just like all, uh, blood or group you know um where they got it from, God knows um sometimes you know you get an increase in insects and spiders and bees, you know like uh you know what's that about <laughs> yeah <laughs> Listen, yeah you know. again I, I think
0: it was so I think it was somebody like Joanne alumni or something. Experienced a plague of flies or something, and uh, from in a property they were moving from or moving to, but then I have to be careful because, as you say, I'm I'm trying to remember something that was reported several years ago.
1: Well, uh, you know, house cleansing. You know, what happens next is the family get panic. They usually do some form of Christian ritual or or the classic Native smudging, Native Native American smudging. Yeah, it's. um you know, it's usually one of those two, that, which these are the progress I'm watching. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. uh, and there's a drop in temperature. It's felt in the room and then the batteries start to get drained and the equipment that they've you know brought in. So, yeah. so that's point 20. So you've got those five phenomena going on where, mm-hmm. you know, you get intelligent responses to EVPs, these strange substances. Yeah. Um, you know, they do the classic crystal ritual and then, and then, and then, yeah yeah
0: but uh but i think the, the the thing is that in most as far as we're aware most uh poltergeist activity cases that the energy whatever it is it's causing it does actually eventually dissipate and disappear um so it, it's, it's very much a temporary thing which is quite an interesting point because when you talk about ghosts and I again use that term in the broader sense and hauntings um, which are recurring um, that's something which is attached to the place um, which does indicate that perhaps poltergeist activity attaches to the person or a particular moment in their life um,
1: well I mean me and you've talked about this before I think it doesn't have to be either or it can be both okay sometimes it can be the right person within the right environment yeah. Other times it can be the wrong person in the right environment, but nothing happens. Yeah.
0: Do you think? Do you think they're feeding off other people as well?
1: Possibly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, let's face it. We would be part of the environment if, if whatever in that house, is in the house and we live there, then we become that house. You know, we're part of the furniture basically. And I think it. It maybe it's to do with certain types of people that, you know, you, you can have a haunted house. Mm. Somebody lives there for four years, moves out. Somebody moves in, nothing happens. They move out. Somebody else moves in. Then something happens. Mm, yeah, there seems yeah. to be some kind of link between having the right people in the right environment for for these things to happen. Or
0: is it the people that are actually just imagining it Yeah. And, and are and they, actually, are they, yeah. you know, yeah. okay, they they experience haunting at that house, but they move to the next house and they're having the same experiences. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, so the last five points, um, you know, objects get thrown, moves, sometimes. It uh, becomes bolder. The shake, the room can shake, um, or, or it suddenly stops. You know, it's uh, the whatever's been happening stops, and the room feels lighter. The atmosphere sees brighter. Um, it, it seems to have an impact. That it's like opening the curtains on, mm. on, a, on a bright day. You know, you just let in all that light, and uh, and sometimes you know, it everything will just stop altogether. Or or reducing intensity other times the entity will come back even stronger and angrier okay and in that case you know at least a point 25 where the family moves out (laughs) Um, um, some might argue does it follow them or does it stay there you know um, what is it about it that yeah it's uh, but those are my 25 points of a typical sequence of events when you watch these tv programs or you read these books it seems to be a pattern a crescendo of starting off low energy building up building up and then dying back down mm. um uh yeah it's interesting okay so i
0: guess that uh, perhaps my assumption that uh, or, or it's not so much an assumption but perhaps my my idea that uh, that the the things will eventually die away might not actually occur
1: Again, assumptions, assumptions, isn't it? I mean, um, um, you know, just the 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 thing about paranormal activity and research is, you know, it's 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 very rarely longitudinal whereby you do year on, year out and talk to the same people 10 years later and say, have you had any reoccurrence mm. of, of paranormal activity, you know, now that you live somewhere else yep. or, or a different relationship? You know, we just don't have that information, really. You know, right. it's um, we seem to get a snapshot of something, and uh, and we have to work with what we've got at that moment in time.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's very interesting. Uh, have you anything more to say?
1: No, I think I've uh, You're done. Uh, yeah. Oh, You're wait re- a minute, I have got another twenty-five points here. <laughs> right. No, you know, I'm, if, if anyone's still awake. Um, <laughs> We, we, we do appreciate yeah, uh,
0: staying up yeah. and listening to this. <laughs>
1: and if you've got insomnia, recommend this podcast to anyone who can't sleep. Yeah, yeah. put it on a loop. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening.